Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakoven and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. This is the Ticket Water Cooler starting a little bit late today, but glad to do so because we got to hear it from Chris Brown, the Husker legend, on the uh, on the captain. Uh, Chris Brown, it's kind of cool. I don't like to fanboy too much. But uh, but you were kind of fanboying a little bit? Kind of fanboying because when I grew up, um, basically, I mean, Chris Brown was a four-year starter. Um, and when I was, like, growing up, it, like, initially got into football, it seems like those four years last a lot longer, like, or whatever time period it is mm-hmm. when you're younger. And it just felt like, okay, that's the that's – the, so I was kind of introduced to him. Okay, he's in Nebraska's all-time leading score, and I just like, wow, You're like, that's, that's incredible, amazing, and it is. So I mostly I mostly remember Chris Brown from his NFL days. Yeah, so. absolutely. You're a little <laughs> younger. Uh, Houston days, huh? Yep, Houston. Yeah. I liked his early the days. Only, with the only the, the only too. consistent. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Best the best player for the Houston Texans. That was Chris Brown right That's there. That's right. Hey, don't tell Jay Foreman that. He was pretty good over those <laughs> years too. Uh but uh, uh lots of, lots to talk about as we open up the ticket water cooler, but one thing kind of uh overshadows everything else, and that is the Nebraska quarterback situation. Mickey Joseph talked to the press today, uh usually just does a few minutes on a Thursday, but today some actual news comes out of it, which is rare uh, on Thursdays yeah. to be honest. But we kinda knew um that the timeline, the watch was on Casey Thompson this week. Uh, Mark Whipple said the other day he was practiced, didn't really throw too much. Um, and today, Mickey Joseph announced that Casey is officially out versus Michigan. So um, that 30-point spread will probably <laughs> hold as far as entering the game. Nebraska's now got to decide between their backups. This was kind of figured all along. I was kind of hoping that Casey maybe was the, was banged up enough. <laughs> not, I don't want him to be banged up, but banged up enough. Maybe he didn't start him, but maybe an emergency situation. You can mm-hmm. throw him in. Uh, but it looks like he's out in this in this case. And so uh, it is it is going to be quite crazy a scene, I think, especially on Nebraska message boards and Twitter, if Chubba Purdy starts considering the flack that uh, Mark Whipple has kind of taken this week. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what, what quarterback they decide to trot out there. And I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you where – you know, even if he couldn't start, I was really hoping that he was, you know, healthy enough or, or injured just a, a, a little bit uh, enough to, to get in in case the game got close or in a special situation. But it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. He's going to be out for the game. You're going to get, you know, Chubba Purdy and Logan Smothers. And as you said, it's going to be really interesting if Chubba Purdy trots out for that that first drive, considering all the flack that Mark Whipple's gotten these last three weeks, especially um Illinois Minnesota and now this this Michigan week uh all the flack that that Mark Whipple has been catching from the fans and the message boards and 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 really everybody that that wants to be involved with with Husker football uh is in not in awe but wondering exactly what is going on on the offensive side of the ball it's a very strange situation where you have your head coach saying one thing your offensive coordinator saying another and it doesn't seem like they're on the same page at least out in public we don't know what's going on behind closed doors uh we don't know you know if they are in agreement and they're just you know saying these things saying how they think but behind closed doors when they're talking to each other they they know exactly where the other one stands and they know what they're going to do going into this game because today yesterday i mean you heard about you heard uh mark whipple talk about um both quarterbacks having a great week of practice and, and, you know, still airing the ball out and scoring points and all that. And then today, 
Mickey Joseph said, you know, against Michigan, especially without Casey Thompson, they want to focus on running the ball, focus on holding on to the ball and time of possession and, and, and bleeding the clock and keeping Michigan's offense off the field. But if you go back and listen to Mark Whipple the other day, I mean, it, it seems as if he's going to do what he's been doing and then just try to score the ball. It doesn't matter if it takes a long time or if it, or if it takes, you know, less than a minute. He's going to try and score the ball. Well, and, and he also said that he'd be okay winning 3-2. to two. So, you know, I, again, some of this kind of gets narrative-based, and you can take the, the comments which way you want to. Um, but as far as being on the same page, he wasn't on the same page with Scott Frost at the podium either. They would, no. they would often contradict each other in what they were saying. Um, and so it just feels like uh, – and then again, I'm not – you know, you kind of trying to diagnose this from the outside, but this was – that's this, our job, Bach. This, I know. We're supposed to read into it. And what I'm reading into it is this was <laughs> – I've said this for a long time. They've made – they've made, they put together a package, right, with Scott Frost going into the CEO role. You get you, – you bring in Mark Whipple. You bring in, uh, you know, one of the top wide receiver coaches who now turned into the head coach and Mickey Joseph. They put in enough of a package that I thought – Maybe this is worth a trial run, but it wouldn't be my first pick, uh, you know, going into a season on how to get things going. And I think maybe we're kind of seeing that here where you have Whipple and, you know, I don't want to make this too much ego based, but he's well established and just had his, his best year. Um it just always kind of felt like he was brought in like, okay, well, we're going to move Scott out of the way. Yeah, we're going to marry the offenses or whatever, but mostly it's going to be your offense, Whipple's offense. Mm-hmm. And now Mickey's kind of said the same thing. You know, we're going to run Whipple's offense, uh, and now people are getting upset that Whipple is running his offense, <laughs> which is what the, the plan was all along. Now they're trying to adjust, and they're trying to, uh, you know, obviously without Casey Thompson – um, it, there's just such a drop off to the to you know to ideally run Whipple's offense and pass the ball around the yard a little bit more, make some of the throws that he asks you to make. Um, these guys just aren't there. Uh, now, as far as them playing their best week of football, well, I would hope so because they're not usually getting too many snaps uh, unless they're you know kind of getting into that starter role. Mm-hmm. And so you know, hopefully they are developing. Hopefully they are getting better. Um, but it is a, a thing there where I think you might see. You know, this game could get out of hand at least to a degree, kind of getting to that point where you're down 21, whoever's starting, if Logan even starts, you're down 21, maybe you make this switch at that time to Chubba Purdy. I don't know if that will help either, but I I think you'll probably, again, they were saying this last week, not so much this week, is that you'll see two quarterbacks on the field. I wouldn't be surprised to see both of them get uh, some some drives. Yeah, the thought surrounding and definitely, well, hopefully not the team, is that that Nebraska is going to be down by a, a decent number, possibly pretty early against Michigan. And if that happens, you're going to have to air the ball out. It doesn't matter if you if you want to run the ball. Yeah. If you get down by 21, you're going to have to pass it. Unless, of course, you think Anthony Grant's going to break off 60-yard runs every time he gets the ball. You're going to have to pass the ball, and, and that's going to be something that kind of benefits Whipple's offensive play style, but you, you don't want to be down by that much and, and have to pass the ball, especially without the quarterback that you brought in uh, with the strong arm to, to you know play into that offensive style. It's going to be really interesting. And the, the marriage of the two styles when Scott Frost was still here, I think that whole thing had some legs where it was, you know, Scott Frost, although before UCF, you know, you, you believe that it was an explosive offense based on passing. There was a lot of running, you know, the quarterback run, the 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 option, RPOs, all of that stuff. It was a lot of running involved in that offense. So maybe there was a thought that even though he's in a CEO role, he'll still have his hands 
on the offense and still have some say within the offensive play calling so there will be more running the ball but when it comes to passing with Mark Whipple's um, pedigree as a quarterback coach and pedigree as an offensive coordinator and uh, Mickey Joseph's pedigree as a wide receiver coach, the passing game would be much improved to go on top of you know the hopeful breakout running game that they were planning on having, especially with Anthony Grant coming into the fold. But it didn't work out. Scott Frost is gone. Mark Whipple's in charge of the entire offense, and it, it looks as if they're going towards a, a more pass happy offense. But if you look, and you know, people keep bringing up the Pat Narduzzi comment on the car podcast, car show podcast yeah. <laughs> thing. That uh, oh, that guy with his hat. And, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that happened before the season. Uh, Pat Narduzzi calling Mark Whipple stubborn and and not wanting to run the ball and all that. If you go back to to Pittsburgh stats from from last season, they averaged thirty eight attempts uh, passing per game and thirty seven rush attempts per game. So it was pretty fifty fifty, but for some reason or another. It's a lot more passes in this offense than than running. Well, and again, though, too, like last week, that that wasn't that's just not the case. I mean, you actually ran the ball more than yeah. they passed. The narrative takes over because you don't like the way that they're passing. Mm-hmm. They're usually, mostly a lot of it's just you don't like the play calls. I think specifically, and even with the play calls, there's people open. It's just not working. Well, yeah, and that that's part of it too. Is you've got quarterbacks that aren't seeing seeing guys open, and when they do, they the receivers drop it. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just kind of uh, you know a comedy of errors there. But you know, some of the the play calls that people hated the most last season or this past week was running plays and like third and long or just that that didn't have a chance so it's like sometimes it's not just the balance of rush and pass sometimes it's like the play calls throughout it during the six uh three and outs i've mentioned earlier every one of those three and outs they ran the ball at least Mm -hmm. once and sometimes twice for mark whipple it's damned if you do damned if you don't you're not going to pass it on the right down you're not going to run it on the right down so he's trying to figure out a, a balance and depending on where the score sits, I think you're going to see a lot more running plays against Michigan just because of the quarterback situation and maybe what's what's going on with the quarterbacks. Although Mark Lebel did say that they, although people don't like hearing this, he said that both quarterbacks had their best week of practice this best week. Best week of practice. That's the first time we've had that, heard that from somebody not named Scott Frost. So maybe <laughs> it's true. Yeah, maybe it's different this time. Uh, like I mentioned the other day, I mean, Whipple, I mean, part of the reason things are stacking up against Whipple now um, is four out of six games since Scott Frost has left, they haven't scored above 14. This might be another one of those games, unfortunately, with uh, the defense they're going up. They have played the tougher defenses <laughs> since Scott but Frost they left. they have played tougher since defenses. Since Scott Frost left, they've played tougher defenses. I, I, Yes, but 14 points isn't a whole lot. It's no, hard it to win not. almost any game. I don't care what defense you're playing. And yeah, they won one of those, only scoring 14. They did, did. <laughs> they did win one of those games, so there is that too. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more Husker football talk going up against Michigan. Hey, it's 2.30 ABC kickoff, college football. I know you're not too hyped about it, but I'm still hyped about it. Let's do that <laughs> coming up next here on 93.17.